nine writers, 1,000 posts, over 100,000 hits. Kneel before blog. Hello and welcome to this special podcast which uh, unashamedly celebrates 1,000 posts on Craig McKenzie's highly respected blog. And as it says on the homepage, Neil Before Blog really does provide the review at the end of the universe. It mainly covers film, TV and comics. And nowadays it's not just Craig writing for the blog either. He has a growing band of prolific contributors and we're going to be talking to some of those shortly. But first, I sense you all asking, well, who's this guy talking to us now? Who are you? Okay, my name is Stuart Bint, and I've been a keen follower of Neil Before Blog for quite some time now, and that's because I'm just as nerdy as everyone else when it comes to great sci-fi, comic book action, and fantasy. Oh, just talk to me about Doctor Who, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, goodness me, where do we stop? I'm a writer myself, novels, a fortnightly magazine column, and public relations for an industrial software developer. My novels are principally sci-fi and paranormal, and I'm currently working on my 2017 novel, which is a ghost-come-reincarnation story. Okay, I think that's enough about me, so um, on with the show. And I must say that uh, I was extremely honoured when Craig reached out to me to ask me to host this very special podcast. And I think we should start by meeting the man himself, Craig McKenzie. Craig, hi there, how are you doing? Hi Stuart, I'm doing good, and yourself? Uh, Yeah, fine, thank you. Right, so um, Craig, how long have you been running the Neil Before Blog site? Well, I started it as a blog two years ago. Uh, and it evolved into a website sort of in July time when uh, my friend Dane uh, graciously offered to build and host the thing for free. So, you know, it was pretty rudimentary at first and I didn't really know what I was doing. It was a, you know, a Google blogger thing. It looked a bit rubbish. But now it's it's really slick, works really well and, you know, I couldn't be happier with how the, the interface is. Absolutely. It uh, certainly looks good uh, from the outside anyway to uh, people coming along and uh, reading it. I thoroughly enjoy it. So uh, why did you actually start, well, first of all, the blog, and then uh, why did you move it onto a a fully-fledged website? Well, people that know me will know that I talk a lot about, you know, (laughs) things that I like, and sometimes people aren't hugely willing to listen, especially when I'm droning on for hours about (laughs) an episode of something that I enjoy. So um, I just thought, I'm going to start writing about these things so that I get a chance to, you know, express my views. And I, before that, I started writing for my friend Adam's website, seensome.com. And um, I did that for a little while, did a few reviews on there. And, I, you know, I really enjoyed it and it was sort of honing my craft a little bit. And then I kind of thought, it was actually before Captain America Winter Soldier was coming out. I thought that I would um, want to write about that. And uh, I started it shortly before then, and by the time that film came out, I was kind of in flow. So, you know, some of those early ones are pretty sketchy, but I think I'd like to think I've gotten better. Right. Well, uh, you're certainly extremely uh, prolific. How do you actually find the time to keep the site as vibrant and as fresh as you do? It's actually a good question. I'm not sure. (laughs) It involves um, a lot of not sleeping, you know. Uh, Oh, dear. (laughs) But, yeah, whenever few times a week you know when i watch my tv shows 
I'll just uh, sit down, start writing about them as quickly as possible. I'm fortunate I'm a pretty fast typer. When I did English at uni, I did, you know, several all-nighters where I could do, you know, where I could bang out 2,000 words in an hour and a half or so. So that's really benefited me here. I'm also, I also like to think I'm quite good at structuring my thoughts in, you know, a short space of time. So, you know, I'm able to just come up with these things on the fly, at least to a way that I, you know, I'm happy with. You're certainly making me feel extremely jealous because I'm a very slow writer, I'm afraid. Um, what do you think then actually goes to, uh, goes into making a good review? Um, well, I think some kind of engagement with the material, whether that be positive or negative. You know, if you really, really like something, then you'll be able to write well about it because you'll know why you really like it. Equally, if you don't like something, it'll be easy to, you know, it should be easy to figure out why, although sometimes it can be a little bit hard to contextualise it. But I think, you know, as long as you get your point across and you back up that point, I think you're a, you're on a, a winner with um, with at least getting what you feel across. You know, not everyone's going to agree with it, and not everybody should. But as long as you can justify what you think, then you're doing well. Well, that's the important thing, yeah, being able to uh, justify uh, your opinion, uh, as you say, whether somebody agrees with it or not, in, in many ways, is immaterial, I think. Yeah. Um, the site has grown now so much, and of course, it's not just you writing uh, for the, the uh, site now. As I was saying earlier in my introduction, uh, you have a number of uh, contributors. So what do you actually look for nowadays from your contributors? I think the first thing I look for is willingness to, to actually do it. You know, because obviously I'm not in a position to pay anybody, so I'm asking for a time commitment from people, and um, you know the the willingness has to be there because you know I like to have everything. Certainly with TV, I like to have everything up within 24 hours of its original air date. Indeed, and uh, uh, sometimes uh, for me that can be quite uh, frustrating when I look at the site because uh, I tend to record almost all of the programmes that, uh, that I watch on uh, Sky Plus and uh, I'm very often uh, faced with the spoilers if I come onto your site too early, but never mind, that's my fault. Yeah, reading, uh, reading TV articles if you've seen the episode, <laughs> otherwise you know, there ain't going to be anything surprising <laughs> when you watch Absolutely. Okay, so I mean, um, what do you actually hope then that the website gives to the people who read it? it? It depends what kind of articles they're reading. Um, for TV, I hope it will give them some analysis that will kind of make them make them think about the episode in a slightly different way, or maybe help back up what they're thinking, or you know, or, or just make them think uh, differently. Because uh, you know, sometimes you can watch something you might not know what was going on, or something might have been unclear, or you know, certainly with comic book TV shows, there's usually a lot of Easter eggs and uh, throwaway lines that actually connect to characters in in the comics. So, you know, I make a point of referencing them every time I, every time it happens so that people can easily um people can easily get in get in touch with that and figure out who these people are. So and when it comes to films, uh, you know, I'm very particular about not spoiling anything that wasn't in the trailer. So um hopefully people might look at it and think whether they might want to see the film or not. You know, depending on how how they've responded to my reviews mm-hmm. in the past. Absolutely. Uh, talking there of films, then, uh, what is your favourite film, and uh, what makes it your favourite film? Well, I've seen a lot of films, as you know. Um, <laughs> but difficult to, to pick just one. Uh, off the top of my head, the, the Thing comes to mind. John Carpenter's The Thing. I think it's uh, a wonderfully constructed, brilliantly suspense, suspenseful horror movie. And it's uh, quite an old one as well, isn't it, that one? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I've revisited it quite often. I don't think it's... 
at all scary anymore. I think I did when I was younger, but um, <laughs> but no, I really enjoy it. I just think it's you know it's a great piece of filmmaking, and of course Wrath of Khan, Star Trek Two. It's a uh, it's a personal favourite. I think it's just you know one of the best of the Star Trek films between right. one and number six. I think uh, it embod- those embody everything that Star Trek's about, mm-hmm. and I never get tired of watching them. Absolutely. Um, if it was difficult then for you to, to pick your favourite film, I suppose that this next question is going to be quite tricky for you as well. What's your favourite TV show? It kind of depends on, you know, uh, when it is really. Uh, at the moment I would say The Flash. I just, you know, I have a blast watching that all the time. Uh, I Zombies, pretty up there at the moment as well. Back in the day I used to love Angel, I thought that was a great show. Um Star Trek in its various forms mm-hmm. there's always been something I've enjoyed Absolutely So, in, um, When did your particular interest in this type of sci-fi comic book action uh, begin? Uh, sometime before I was born probably <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember Still into you in the womb eh? <laughs> I don't remember a point where I wasn't into comic books or Star Trek or science fiction You know, um, Growing up my dad, uncle and gran they were very into that sort of stuff, so there'd always be Star Trek on the background, mm-hmm. um, and it would be very, I'd be pretty much brainwashed into <laughs> into liking it. So, uh, go either way, I would either hate it or love it, and I ended up loving it. So, Right, sounds good. Well, uh, I suppose that my story is probably uh, very much uh, the same with me, sort of getting hooked onto uh, sci-fi when I was seven with watching uh, the original Doctor Who with William Hartnell. <laughs> um <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I was just seven in 1963 when I started watching it. Um, I absolutely love the name of your site and its Superman uh, connotation, uh, Neil Before Zod. And um, how did you actually uh, come up with the uh, uh, the Neil Before blog? And uh, w- was it really just the uh, play on the Neil Before Zod words? Hey, ultimately, that that um, gave me the. You know, the final decision, you know, it just sounded good. Um, I can't actually take credit for coming up with the name. When Dane offered to build a site for me, I had to buy a domain. And to buy a domain, I had to come up with something to call it. Um, so, you know, the blog was called The Review at the End of the Universe, but that was too much for a web a web address. So um, my former flatmate, Katie, she came up with Neil Before Blogs, a throwaway reference, and it just kind of stuck with me until the point where I was, you know, where I thought, I'm going to go with that. So, yeah. I owe her the, the title of this. Right. Yeah. It, it's interesting that you say that about a throwaway reference, because I think that things that happen like that uh, can very often be far more effective than if you've sat there for a couple of days trying to think of something clever. Yeah, I was agonising about it for quite a while, and then it was just that simple. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Superheroes are frequently asked, who's the person behind the mask? So uh, I'm going to ask you the same question. Who is the real Craig McKenzie? And, uh, tell us a little more about who you are and what you do away from your uh, website and your um, TV screen. Well, I think a lot of what I do is actually the website and the TV screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do watch a lot of television shows. I do a bit of video gaming as well. I actually did reviews of video games quite early on, but... You know, time just meant that it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, it's impossible to stay current with them. Like, you know, you have to have it completed within the first week of it coming out, otherwise no one cares, you know, broadly speaking. Uh, especially if you're not doing videos of them as well. 
Yeah, understandable. Right, well, uh, Craig, thank you very much indeed. Uh, that's been a very interesting chat, and uh, we'll uh, move on, uh, I think, in a few seconds, shall we, then, to uh, have a chat with uh, some of your contributors. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, hopefully they'll all be, we'll all make it on safely. Let's hope so. Thanks, Craig. Thanks very much. So basically, I think reading between the lines of what Craig was saying there, Neil Before Blog gives people the chance to be in a virtual room together and have a little fun in the process. Well now, I think that might just about uh, kick off because uh, here we all are together in a virtual room and I'm sure that we're going to have some fun because we have a number of contributors waiting in the wings and I'm going over to the first of those, Angus Ballantyne, in just a few seconds. But before I do, Angus, uh, I'd just like to mention one other contributor who unfortunately can't be with us today and it really would be very remiss of me not to say a few words about the youngest member of this group, Urfa Samad. Urfa is from Pakistan, and she's contributed posts on about half a season of Teen Wolf. So, uh, I reckon fangirl by day, fangirl by night, don't you? Because she loves everything to varying degrees. And as Craig has said before, we can always count on Urfa to get really excited about anything that's coming out and devote every fibre of her being to loving it. So it really is such a shame that she can't actually be with us today to spread a little of her wonderful enthusiasm. But actually, you know, I reckon there's a great deal of enthusiasm here anyway, and I hope that uh, you'll all join in during my individual chats uh, with everyone. So let's find out um, just how enthusiastic Angus Ballantyne is regarding the TV shows that he writes about, and they include Fear the Walking Dead, True Detective, and actually uh, one of my personal favourites, Stan Lee's Lucky Man. I absolutely adored that. Right, Angus, um, I'm told that you actually play flag football, so before we get on to what you do on the blog and uh, the, uh, the website, just very quickly, what on earth is flag football? <laughs> flag football is non-contact American football. I'd already given American football the kitted version a go, <laughs> uh, and after <laughs> one season of that, decided that uh, I couldn't take the knocks anymore, so I moved over to the, uh, the non-contact version. <laughs> Right, okay, and uh, so I take it then that uh, you're enjoying that uh, probably more so than the uh, more traditional uh, uh, full contact version. Um, yeah, you end up with slightly fewer bruises. Right, well, well, that sounds uh, like it would have been uh, the ideal sport uh, for me when I was younger, because I actually played rugby. I hated rugby, but uh, because I was very fast, I was out on the wing, and every time they got the ball to me, uh, unless I was actually uh, cut off somewhere uh, fairly close to the try line, I used to score a try every time, but as soon as anyone uh, came within about three yards from me, I just hurled the ball into the air and I ran away. <laughs> that sounds just, very much like my experience. <laughs> I just just wish that there'd been uh, flag rugby when I was uh, younger. Okay, well, uh, let's get on then to your role at uh, Neil Before Blog. Um, why do you like writing for the site then, Angus? Well, I, I studied English at university and um, obviously had to write quite a few essays when I was there. Um, but since I left, I, I really kind of hadn't been back into writing at all. And when Craig mentioned that um, he was looking for contributors for the blog, I thought it would be a great idea to, to have another go and have really been enjoying uh, flexing my writing muscles ever since. Right. And uh, how has your experience been so far? It's been good um, when Craig's not cracking the whip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, no, no. Craig, it's true. <laughs> no, it's a lot of fun, and it's it's been it has been good to it, you know makes your mind work in a different way. I think when you're uh, when you're trying to write something down, try and express your thoughts in a way that you're hoping will be entertaining to the people reading it. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Right. I mean, um, I mentioned earlier then that uh, some of the shows that you were right about, uh, which of those has been your all-time favourite one, do you think? Well, I, I really enjoyed writing about True Detective. Uh, I really enjoyed the first season of the show. I didn't actually cover that when I started um, writing about the second season, which generally I think wasn't as well received. But I I really enjoyed it, and I I think most of my scores were pretty high for that one, so I think that's been my favourite that I've covered so far. It's just um, to get the popular shows in there sometimes. <laughs> it didn't have Matthew McConaughey in it, though. So that's yeah. true, it didn't have Matthew <laughs> <laughs> um, But I think I've probably improved since since writing about that, because I think I was... Uh, I think I struggled a bit to begin with, but uh, I hope that if I was to go back and read them, I wouldn't cringe too much about those. I think reviews. you're too nice about the TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> right, Angus, uh, you also love the Transformers and Alien film franchises, so uh, you're obviously into uh, your cinema as well. What's been your favourite film that's been released in, I should say, just the last couple of years? Well... I, I really enjoyed the latest Star Wars film. I know that there's uh, a bit of controversy about, uh, you know, how much it kind of mirrors some of the, the storytelling elements of the original trilogy, so, shall we say. But, uh, no, I, it made me feel young again watching it and uh, made me want to keep going back and go back for more of that feeling. Sounds good. Yes, I remember seeing uh, the original uh, three the first time around, and uh, <laughs> so um, it certainly made me feel uh, younger when I went to see it again. Yes, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, okay, so uh, that was your favourite one. What about a film that's uh, disappointed you? And how can you not um, say the Transformers films when you're thinking about that, Angus? I mean, well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they, all, they all pale in comparison to the uh, the original animated 1986 Transformers. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That was so Definitely. good. And then they put on this rubbish on screen. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, from what I can uh, recall of, uh, the, uh, of the the bulk of the later Transformer ones, uh, they're just uh, pure action with very, very little storyline. I actually uh, prefer something that's got a, a good tale to it. But I suppose uh, being a writer, that's, uh, that's the curse of the writer, isn't it? Yeah, and it would be good if you could actually tell what was going on, but the, the mm. action's so kind of... Uh, no, it's just... Yeah, the graphics are too much these days, like, yeah, yeah. Just can't follow it. It's too much. Maybe the last one, uh, the last one, the last half hour or so, I was sitting there thinking, is this still on? (laughs) (laughs) You know, just so much, so much metal flying at me. Too much, right? And they slow down the actual transforming. Like, that's the coolest (laughs) shit. And then they always, like, they just speed it up, have it blurry in the background, and then there's just lots of metal fists flying about. I want to see the cars (laughs) transform. I want to see that happen. Why can't they just focus on that. Not enough energon cubes either. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, um, with films coming out all the time and obviously a new television series uh, regularly hitting the screens, um, what film that's uh, due out and um, what TV series that we know of uh, that's coming are you getting excited about? Huge question. (laughs) Is there a huge (laughs) answer? (laughs) Well, 
as uh, as I've said, the Star Wars movie that just came out left me really wanting more of that. So I, you know, it's been the first time that I've seen a in a long time that I've seen a Star Wars movie where there isn't the next part of the story to to, to follow on. Um, and no amount of going back and watching The Phantom Menace over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you you do that to yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to to like Rogue One and, you know, the the new Star Wars stuff that's coming out that's completely different to the old characters then. I know, but I've already bought into the the stuff with uh, Rey and Finn and those guys, so I really want to see what's there. Right. Uh, did you say, Angus, that you read English at university? Yes. Right. So uh, presumably uh, when you left university, you were fed up with reading and probably haven't opened a, a book since. But, I mean, um, do you read at all? I do, actually, and that's another that's another sort of uh, hobby that I've rekindled in the last couple of years. Um, oh, my God. He reads all the time. <laughs> all the time. Uh, yeah, on my lunch yeah. breaks at work, I like to... to break open my book and uh, recently I've been reading what have I read? I read Hard Revolution by George Pelicanos, that was really good got through that really quickly mm-hmm. uh, that was about uh, it was a kind of crime thriller set in civil rights era Washington DC so it tied in with a lot of sort of historical events as well Right, okay, I'll take it then that uh, there's no way that I can uh, persuade you to uh, uh, read uh, m- my latest novel, Time Shaft. I'm sure that uh, that's something that you wouldn't be interested in. <laughs> but, uh, uh, the offer's there if you want to have a, a look at it. Um, so, so shameless yeah. plug alert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, looking ahead, um, what would you like to see uh, Neil before blog uh, covering in, uh, I don't know, uh, say uh, the next year that it currently doesn't cover? It doesn't cover. It covers just about everything, doesn't it? I mean, anything <laughs> we, we wouldn't cover? It doesn't cover Bollywood. Oh, no. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going to come in. I'm going to ask you about Bollywood later, Natalie, don't you? <laughs> let's, let's put it out to listeners. Does uh, anyone want to see reviews of Bollywood appear on the site? If so, answers on a postcard. Can I just say, Bollywood is, like, grosses way more than Hollywood. So think of, think of the demographic, all right? You're going to open up the audience here. I can honestly say as well that I am a, a, a Bollywood music listener. I actually have Bollywood on my phone, and I've got Bollywood radio uh, on, my, on, my, on my radio as a as a fixed channel. So I'm, I'm, I could back this. Friend. As long as they've been the case. Oh, right. We'll get you two hooked up then uh, together afterwards to have a chat about uh, Bollywood. There you go. <laughs> right. Well, uh, uh, looking at uh, your own articles on the blog, and uh, you say that they. Uh, they have sort of changed over the time you've been uh, writing. Um, which would you say is your best article? Uh, there was there was an episode of Love Man, uh that dealt a lot with, with um, issues about immigration, and I think that I really enjoyed writing that one, and I hope that that one kind of came across really well because I thought I you know picked up on quite a few of the themes that were going on in there. So yeah, I, I think that one's probably one of my best. Okay, and now the dreaded question: Which one do you consider to be your least best? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the worst was probably one of the earliest ones, where I was just writing, you know, too much synopsis and not enough analysis. I think. Right. Okay. Right, Angus. Well, uh, thank you very much indeed. Um, just one final point, and I will be asking this question of everyone: What superpower would you love to have, and why? 
I have to go first so I can't listen to everyone else's answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would probably be my superpower. I'd make everyone else go first. <laughs> Actually, that would really help when you're playing board games. You could really get some advantage there. I mean, it's, it's, it's not really a great advantage, but it would actually have purpose. So. Yeah, some, some sort of time-shifting ability, I think, so I could, you know... Okay. Right. Uh, well, everyone else... Um, take note because I'm not going to accept a duplicate superpower from you so if someone beats you to yours you'll need to um, have another one up your sleeve it's become a draft apparently <laughs> I've got several up my sleeve so I think we're good yeah. oh, right. well, okay well if you've got several up your sleeve Natalie I think that we'll come to you uh, next so uh, uh, I gather then Natalie that you're the uh, newest recruit then to the team what do you actually uh, write about um, at the moment, containment. So do, I get the, so do I get the impression then that you're a really big fan of containment? Um, I was. You'll have to read my latest review, which <laughs> is in motion at the moment, to, uh, to hear what I think now. <laughs> All right. Okay. It should be noted that this, uh, this podcast has time-shifted about a month in the past, so, you know. That- <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but- I may change my mind in a month considering things. Yeah, how terrible is the uh, are the remaining three episodes? There's the question. I don't think it is six episodes long because on IMDb it says thirteen episodes, so I feel like I've been uh, uh, misled. I'm using my superpower to find out that that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Uh, so it's fair then, then to say that, that uh, you were quite excited by containment uh, to begin with. Maybe not so, um, uh, maybe not so excited at the moment. So uh, let's move on then to any other TV show or uh, indeed film that's excited you over the last year. Over the last year, right? Okay, yeah. I'm going to copy and Gus a little bit because I read his notes because I got really stuck on choosing a favourite film, but I definitely love Star Wars. It was like it was so good. We saw it in Portugal and then in Scotland. So loved it, and we paid for our tickets, which is rare because <laughs> we worked in the cinema for a long time. We were quite good at getting free tickets, but we actually paid to go see this. So I think that that's a testament to uh, how much I enjoyed it. So are you good at getting free tickets because you're a regular film goer or because you're Scottish? <laughs> um, I would say all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, and um, I gather then that uh, you also love anime. And um, now, did somebody mention earlier that uh, you have just a slight interest in Bollywood? Slight? Are you being serious? <laughs> <laughs> Me serious? Never. Uh, well, go on. Tell yeah, us about I Bollywood. Love Bollywood. Oh my god! So even though they copy a whole bunch of stuff that we've already seen, they do it in a very lovely, colourful musical way and have really good character development because the films are normally like three and a half hours long so you know you actually get to bond with the the people that you see on the screen so right sounds good Hollywood question there actually can you do the slumdog millionaire final dance can I just say I have to be (laughs) I have to be honest did you know I've uh, actually never seen slumdog millionaire Oh, right. Yeah. I and, well, I, I worked in the cinema when it came out, and people would just come out crying, and I was like, I don't want to see this film. Like, everyone just looked really depressed when they left the cinema, and I was like, oh, I don't want to 
I maybe don't want to see this. And the mood never came up and I never saw it. Just like I've never seen Avatar, you know? I've not seen these films that everyone raved about. Impressive. Probably get on that at some point. Right, okay. Um, I gather, Natalie, that uh, you're an artist as well. Um, uh, Tell me about your art. Um, I make the kind of art that doesn't exist anymore, which means that that I can't make any money. (laughs) So I'm like the worst kind of artist. Right, so uh, what sort of art then uh, do you do then that doesn't exist? I'm I'm intrigued Um, now. uh, I use sunlight or I ask people to come and make jigsaws with me. And um, that's not really something that you can sell, which is a shame. But you know, I'm I'm happy. <laughs> it's not all that money, as Gus says. Yes. Well, it's, uh, it's certainly not all about uh, about making money because you write for Craig's blog. So uh, why do you enjoy writing for Craig's blog when you don't get any money for it? Steady, no. Why do I do it? <laughs> well, I thought it would be a really cool thing to do. <laughs> and uh, and um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, you were saying then that uh, the only thing that you've actually uh, written about for these sites so far is a containment. What other TV series or films uh, would you like to be able to review for the blog? Well, I was wanting to review the X Files because. Um, a few months ago, Gus and I started watching The X-Files from the beginning, because I'd never seen it before. I'd maybe only seen like a few episodes growing up, and, um, and Gus was like, oh, you need to watch The X-Files, and I was like, great, okay, we're going to do it. So we're on like season four, I think, at the moment, um, and that's brilliant. And I wish that we'd done some sort of reviewing it from the start, but I was or, watching it now, you know? Or been watching it in time to review the uh, the newest season. But we've kind of missed the boat on that one. Yeah, there's kind of too many episodes. It honestly goes on forever. So, <laughs> oh. yeah. It's a while to go. Is there going to be another season? Because, you know, maybe the catch-up will be by then. <laughs> <laughs> you missed my God, it's taken... Like, I come home from work and I watch an episode, like, every day. It's taken a long time. We've only got six seasons and two movies to go until we've got... <laughs> 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 Okay, thanks then, uh, Natalie. Now, uh, you said that you got uh, quite a few uh, superpowers up your sleeve, so uh, which one are you going to plump for, do you think? Well, after talking to somebody at work about this today, because obviously I take this very seriously, um, I was asking other people what they would have, and so I decided to steal one of theirs, which was uh, teleportation. I was just like, so obvious, of course, like, that would be amazing, but initially I was thinking it'd be really cool to... uh, like to influence people to, I think I do that already. <laughs> At a superhero level. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> That's Jedi power. You've convinced <laughs> Okay, right. Could we take this opportunity here a few of Graham's answers because you know um, he's recorded a bunch of things. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll introduce what the clip okay, is called cool. before I play it. Um, the first one he's going to do is. Or he has answered in the past, also in the future, is uh, you know what interests him in writing for the site. Uh, hopefully, everyone will be able to hear this. It will be edited in using magic later. What interests me in writing for Neil Poorblog? Well, I, I'd seen the uh, advert coming up asking for some more reviewers, and I used to write reviews every Thursday night after coming back from the cinema with a bunch of friends of mine. We've been going every Thursday for years now, and. Um, 
I kept getting told that my reviews were useful and helpful by other friends, so I was encouraged by a certain friend, who shall remain nameless, to uh, get my finger out and actually try and do it a little bit more seriously. So I offered, and Craig kindly said, I'd give it a go, and well, here I am. I wonder if those were my exact words. <laughs> they could have been. <laughs> um, and, you know, there was his optimistic upfront thing. Uh, now it's how the experience has been for him so far. So far it's been a really good laugh, actually. Um, a lot of the films I've been reviewing haven't exactly been my uh, first pick of what I'd be going to see and necessarily review, but going to see stuff that isn't your headline blockbustery type things or the things that you would normally go and watch it's actually kind of cool because it does actually mean you can get to see things that you wouldn't not necessarily have an opinion on and it does give me the chance to rant quite a lot about the nitpicky stuff that tends to infuriate me about the films that I've gone to see so not too bad all in all that's a pretty diplomatic way of him saying that I give him all the crap that I don't want to watch yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, it's not just that. He says, I'm going to see this. And I say, I'm not seeing that. And then he gets to write about it. So, uh, one day I'll give him a big film, maybe. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> you know, I, do, I don't like Fast and Furious, so those are out every week or so, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I can't go across the room, so I'm trying to finish my tea, but how can you not like Fast and Furious? <laughs> oh, my God. Because I don't. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm not justifying anything. Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, I just um, I've only seen the first one to be fair, but I don't I'm not, I don't care for Vin Diesel that much uh, as an actor. It's about Vin Diesel. Okay, it's a bit about Vin Diesel, but like, come on. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I, you know, I just can't watch him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, very. Graham's next one, then we'll come back to him a little later on. I'll. Uh, play his favourite film since the beginning of 2015. Favourite film of 2016 is a bit of a difficult one actually uh, there's been some really good ones from the Oscar level buzz of, uh, I really enjoyed um, Big Short and Spotlight, although The Revenant was dreadful and a variety of reasons which I could rant on for hours about um, since then there have been some really interesting good ones as well I mean uh, Eye in the Sky is very thought-provoking. Really enjoyed that. That, and um, you can't see much past the big blockbusters, though. I mean, I have to say that uh, Civil War was excellent. Although personally, I thought that um, Winter Soldier was a better put-together film. But there are certain moments in Civil War which are just a joy to watch. And Deadpool is just silliness, which is kind of what you want to go to the cinema to, to get sometimes, just to get washed away with the ridiculous nature of this art form that we love. It's a, It's been a good year so far, mixed in with some interestingly um, eclectic things as well. So yeah, that's his thoughts on films that you've seen. Uh, I pretty much agree with him, um, although I, I'm not sure if Winter Soldier is a better film than Civil War yet because I haven't had yeah I haven't had as much time with Civil War as I have with Winter Soldier so it's hard to decide. Um, but yeah, Eye in the Sky, great film. Anybody who hasn't seen it should see it. It's uh, a nice surprise. Alan Rickman's last live action role as well. 
So, yeah, Stuart, just let me know when you want to bring Graham back in again. Here's a few more things. Okay, that, that's fine. Um, we'll, uh, we'll take a couple more uh, live uh, uh, pointers and then we'll come back then to uh, uh, Graham later. Although, actually, having, having said, said that, just uh, looking down the list of other people who aren't able to uh, join us... Um, there are a couple of uh, contributors um, who haven't been able to uh, come along uh, today, uh, Jordan McIntyre and uh, Simon Kay. So just let me very briefly um, mention those two guys. Jordan writes about uh, TV, and uh, he's done Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead. Now, I'm told that he goes to the gym and loves football, but he can talk endlessly about Power Rangers when the occasion calls for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's a necessary quality for some people. And uh, Simon Kay, Simon um, uh, Simon writes about films, but so far he's only done The Hateful Eight. Uh, he loves the, the gym as well, football and gambling. And he's a huge fan of uh, Lord of the Rings and anything um, by Tolkien. But, of course, with The uh, Hateful Eight, he obviously uh, loves a Western. Now, um, those two guys like football, uh, but I bet that they haven't loved their football as much as I have this season. I mean, although I'm an Arsenal fan, I live in Leicester. Enough said. Nice. <laughs> it's, Did you put any money on? I didn't. Uh, I wonder whether Simon did, because, of course, uh, gambling uh, was something that uh, uh, that he's put as, uh, as his interests. Uh, if he'd had a cheeky tenor on uh, Leicester to win, he'd have made an absolute fortune. I'd be willing to bet that he had some kind of stake in that, in that fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, right, let's move on then to... Um, a comic a reviewer, uh, Gwen Penvelin. Howdy there, Gwen. Hi. Hi. Now, uh, Craig tells me that you represent the international leg of Neil Before Blog. So, uh, where are you right now? I am in the United States. I live, more specifically, the state of California. California. How wonderful. Um, let me ask you, uh, do you have any UK uh, either connections or ancestry? I'm just thinking about your name. It sounds either Welsh or Cornish, Penvelin. Penvelin is actually my artist pen name. Ah, uh, uh, right. And, but, um, Secret my, identity. <laughs> but look, I do have a lot of European ancestry. I have English, Irish, Scottish, uh, so I am very. Well, they all think. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bit of. I have a bit of pretty much that area. Why do here. Why do um, Why do Americans never want to be Welsh? By the way, this has always bothered me. Everybody wants Whoa. to be Irish or Scottish. <laughs> Nobody ever says I want to be Welsh. I always feel. I don't know if I'm Welsh. I might be. Yeah. I'm really. <laughs> I have to look and be an honorary Welsh person. <laughs> Just to represent. <laughs> For the two thousandth post, we'll do the Neil Before blog DNA tests. <laughs> I know where we all came from. <laughs> right. Well, that's interesting that uh, you have that sort of um, a variety of um, of uh, blood and heritage within you. Sounds fascinating. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, comics, then, uh, Gwen. Uh, you write about comics uh, for the blog, and uh, I'm, I gather that you want to uh, one day join the big league of comic artists. So, uh, what do you actually do then at the moment? Right now, I am a college student. I am 
on my way to transferring to studying animation. So not only do I want to work with comics, I'd like to work with animation as well. I am a huge animation buff. I love animated movies. I love animated cartoons. I like anime. And so I really do love the art of comics and illustration. And that is something I would hopefully like to go into eventually. Okay. And uh, who's your favorite uh, comic book character at the moment? At the moment, oof. It really, really changes often. Okay. Uh, who's your favorite all-time comic book character, then? That is just as difficult, because I like <laughs> Spider-Man for a lot of reasons. I love Carol Danvers for a lot of reasons. I like... Captain Marvel, for those that don't know the, the real name. Captain Marvel. Well, there, well, DC has a Captain Marvel as well, yes. so <laughs> not to be confused with oh, Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, tell me then about some of your comic reviews that have appeared on the uh, website. I have been asked to work on just to read some of the ongoing comics and review them, which is kind of difficult for me because I am not enjoying the current ongoing comics, so I have a big bone to pick with. This isn't done right. I don't like how they're doing this, and so that's been a bit of a fun challenge. I like challenges. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. So, um, out of the reviews then that you've done, uh, whether it's been a favourable review or an unfavourable review, which has been your favourite one? Uh, I probably have to say, huh, probably one of my later, earlier on, my later Spider Gwen, because mm-hmm. I wasn't only able to say what they did right, but I liked picking out what they did wrong and how to improve it. Certainly do I like to say, okay, this wasn't right. But it's fun to say, if they just did this, it could be a lot better. In a lot of ways, I think comics could be better if they just change a few things. Right, so would that be changing the art or changing the story? I'd say they're kind of hand in hand. Because if you really look at comics, for example, I did the um, review for the secret first issue of Secret Wars. And as a comic artist and illustrator myself, I kind of know some of their few tips tips and secrets that work. I'm like, well, for example, colors are play a huge role more than you think. And it's like the colors just weren't making me feel the mood or what I felt was right. And so I had I really kind of had to talk about, okay, the art and the story kinda of go hand in hand. They're, it's not like they're perfect individually have to work together to make the story and when you have great art and great writing and they come together it's amazing sometimes the writing is okay and the art is great or vice versa but they do help each other and it's kind of hard to just say one's better than the other because they have to work together to make it work Okay, so uh, would you actually fancy a crack at reviewing something other than uh, comics uh, for the website, either films or TV? Yes, I would actually. I would like to dive into the world of reviewing video games. Right, because I think that was something, Craig, that uh, you used to have on the site um, a while back, wasn't it, Uh, video games? I did two, and there were, was it just two? I think it was Dead Space 1 and 2, and they were fine, but they were years late, and... I just never had the time after that. So, yeah, I'd be keen to revive that. Absolutely. 
I love video games. I'll review Tetris for you. <laughs> <laughs> that could be an interesting one. We'll talk about that. So I think we should. We should definitely do some, you know, throwback ones. Yeah. Pac-Man and so on. Went to <laughs> games. I didn't really grow up on video games. I grew up on handheld Nintendo devices and PC games, but that was it. So now that I've gotten older and I'm an adult now, I'm like, I like the video games I play. <laughs> I can't I believe here one. that we're talking about age and people are saying, oh, I'm so old now and I remember the these Nintendos. I'm sitting there thinking, I remember playing Manic Miner on the ZX81. <laughs> I mean, dear God, how old, how old do I feel? I've got Manic Miner oh. on my phone. Still can't complete it. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, uh, how old do you think that you're making me feel? Because um, the first video game that I had, I can't even remember now what it was called, but you had little uh, controllers, and it was just like a, a tennis game, and you just moved the bats uh, literally up and down the screen. There was no um, vertical movement. Uh, uh, there was no um, uh, horizontal movement. It was pure uh, vertical, and you just had to sort of hit the ball back across the net, and uh, you got like about five seconds for the ball to cross the net so uh, you'd always got your bat in a position and these damn games went on for hours and hours and hours uh, but I'm 60 years old and I mean we're talking about uh, probably when I was in my uh, my 20s that uh, that, uh, that these sort of games first first arrived so uh, when you're thinking about uh, how old you're feeling uh, think of poor old <laughs> you, <wouldn't> you? <laughs> I have to say fair enough on that because I've just googled it and Pong comes up and it does say Pong. initial release date 1972 so I can Say I wasn't born now either. <laughs> sure good, good old Pong. <laughs> okay, yeah. The, well, that uh, that sounds about right. I was born in 1956. Uh, right. So, um, what is your um, what's your favourite uh, TV program then at the moment, uh, Gwen? That's currently airing. Yeah. I'd have to say Star Wars. I'm Star Wars Rebels. I don't watch that much TV, especially that's currently airing. That's the only thing I'm keeping track of right now. Because animated Star Wars TV series, mm-hmm. what can get better than that? Animated Star Wars. Right. All, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Certainly not the prequel films. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you mentioned then uh, your own uh, particular style of writing your. Uh, comic uh, reviews, um, how have readers responded to the type of review that you um, post on the uh, site? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I, I really just do hope that by telling some of the, for example, when I talk about the important use of color and how it really affects on the, how it affects the reader, I hope that they're able to get a better understanding and hopefully better appreciate the work that goes into comic book art and just in general with the down to the script to the process of the comic books because it's not just one person writing and drawing it's you've got a person writing you've got a person doing the drawings you've got the person doing the inks you've got the person doing the colors although currently most well some of the comics nowadays they're people doing the sketches are also doing the inks but anyway it's it's a really comp- it's a complex process, and I hope by breaking it down a bit more and showing how this work made it as the, as is, I'm better to help. I can better help, help those who read my reviews to better understand and appreciate the work that go into comic books. And you got that retweet from uh, Robbie Rodriguez that, that one time on one of yes, your Spider Gwen comics. You know that was a 
That was really good. Yeah, I think that was the one where I critiqued it a bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I said, if you just did this with your... I was complaining about how they never can finish... Was it the one I said that they can never finish a proper arc? It yeah. just continued on and on? And if they just had, like, one big story in the back and then just one small story per issue, it'd be a lot better. I think that was the one they retweeted, and that was one of the ones I was most proud of. Sounds good to me, absolutely. Um, as well as comics, then, uh, do you read books at all? I do a little. I Not as much as I used to, though, but I do like to read. I, I, I like to read manga, which is Japanese comics, of course. Right, yeah. I, I like to read novels. I actually, speaking of novels, I illustrated a book cover for a self-published novel called The Custodian Chronicles, and it came out last week. There'll be a review coming of that sometime. All right. Yeah. I look forward to, to seeing the uh, cover as well. Yeah. Yeah, well done. That seems great. Yeah. Uh, okay, then, Gwen. Uh, superpower time. What would you go for? I would probably go for telekinesis. I could just move things around with my mind. That could be... I was going to say, yeah, what sort of fun could you have with that, eh? Sounds brilliant. <laughs> I, I'm a very clumsy person. I, I drop my phone. I drop everything. And I've broken several things by dropping them. It'd just be great if I could use telekinesis to bring it to me or catch it or <laughs> just have some fun, just really freak people out because I can be a bit of a joke. <laughs> what if being clumsy extended to your telekinesis? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Right. Okay, Gwen. Uh, thanks very much indeed. Uh, most interesting. Uh, right, Craig, do you want to uh, come back with some of uh, Graham's uh, answers again? Yeah, I'll play another three of his. Okay. They're only about a minute long, I think. So uh, um, this one's the films or TV that he's looking forward to. I should know. I should have added this earlier. I haven't heard these yet. So um, the reactions are all real. <laughs> Film-wise, I'm really looking forward to Rogue One. I think it's going to be a very, very exciting take on the Star Wars universe. The whole no force powers, no lightsabers, just lots of uh, down and dirty sort of uh, war film type scenario within the Star Wars universe, I think could be awesome. And the trailer with the little nods back and the feel to uh, uh, to episode four is just it gets the hairs in the back of your neck going. Otherwise, I'm also looking forward to um, Assassin's Creed. I've got the feeling that with Ubisoft actually producing it rather than a, rather than a Hollywood studio, it sh- it could be the first computer game film that's really worth watching. Uh, Doctor Strange looks exciting as well. Suicide Squad. Um, I'm holding my uh, I'm keeping my powder dry on that particular one because um, I was not impressed with Batman vs Superman so we will see where that goes TV wise I think uh, Preacher looks like it could be really interesting I've heard quite good things about it so far um, and I'm interested to see what they do with the new Star Trek uh, TV show not a huge Trekkie myself but I have seen them all. I, I, I do love my sci-fi, so uh, seeing whether they're going to uh, keep it in the vein of the new films or whether they're going to go in a more uh, traditional Roddenberry sort of 
genre, then it'll be a. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. So yeah, Graham's looking forward to a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's quite a positive guy. It seems. Um, I don't actually know him that well because when I recruited him, he was just some guy on Facebook. But um, his, you know, his reviews are pretty top notch, and uh, you know, I, I just hope I can give him something he likes one day to cover. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> Uh, on to his favourite TV show or shows at the moment. I don't know how, how many he has. I will admit I'm kind of addicted to uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the moment, but that was mainly because I'm a sucker for really liking to be up to date with it when the next Marvel film comes out, because I do like the little tie-ins and the little Easter eggs you can see in the big in the big screen adaptions. Uh, the other thing that I've been re- I really enjoyed this year is um, Black Sails. Not necessarily everyone's seen it, um, if you haven't, it's really worth a watch. It's a high production value pirate drama, and it's just worth your time. It's uh, it was made by Stars, so it's got that HBO sort of the premium cable. We don't really care if uh, there's sex and violence and bad language and all this sort of stuff. So it makes it a much more compelling watch, and it feels a little bit more gritty. Um, other than that, I do tend to watch bits and bobs all over the place so uh, I really want to get around to watching Man in the High Castle and I've got a variety of other things um, and there's been a few that have kind of gone a lot off the boil a little bit in my opinion I have, I'm struggling to finish what this season's Walking Dead but I will get there in the end and I can't wait to get back onto uh, Game of Thrones but I will fully admit that that's a, that's a binge watch for me I can't quite deal with the anticipation of week to week waiting for the next one to come out uh, Would anyone else agree with his assessment on Game of Thrones? Who's seen it? Is it a binge or is one episode at a time fine? I'd have I to go the other way it. actually, I can't watch it anymore I, it's, uh, I really went off it actually in the, in the later stuff um, so I feel alone that I'm the only person who doesn't seem to like it anymore so I'm going to stop now actually. Really? I don't, I I don't never, watch it in the first it. place yeah. You're, you're not alone. I do not care to watch it. If I want deep, deep angst, I'll just go play my angsty. Go <laughs> 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 keep looking at you, Persona Four. And <laughs> <laughs> um, well, personally, I haven't watched it because I'm not a huge fan of excessive violence, and apparently, it's full of it. I love um, violence, and I yeah. don't watch it. <laughs> there's some. I mean, there's some episodes of Outlander that have been too much for me, and you know that's not an excessively violent show. With the last episode of season one of Outlander, though, actually does challenge Game of Thrones. Yeah, I will never watch the last two episodes of season one of Outlander again. Not because they were bad, just because I couldn't handle it. Oh, <laughs> I'm more of a fan. I'm not really the, uh, either a big fan of all the extreme violence or anything. I don't play overly violent ga- video games either. I prefer more of compelling story and make, really making your mind just making you think. So I think that's I why think I preferred the early Game of Thrones. Actually, together. sorry. No, it's what? fine. <laughs> Does it see on the Game of Thrones? I read the first book, and I thought that could have been renamed the Tragedy of Eddard Stark, and there was a real solid p- story piece to it, and it ends on a note. It's not very nice, but it still ends on a note, and it's this finish, and then the rest of Game of Thrones just becomes this epic thing that goes on forever, where just more people turn up and more people die. And don't feel like there's that um, 
singular, unique purpose to it anymore. It's just going on because it has to. It's got to be the first adaptation that's ever overtaken the thing it's adapting. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anything that's ever done that. It's crazy. Mm, yeah, I can't really be bothered with it. <laughs> but yeah, and, and Graham's that, that one guy that admits that he's addicted to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I, admit that either. Agent Carter was so much better. So Yeah. How could they cancel um, it? Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Lo- uh, you know, two deaths for Agent Carter in one week. Spoiler alert. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> it's okay, I'm just going to stick watching my Bollywood uh, TV shows. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, I like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I think this season's actually been the strongest. Um, so, yeah, got to agree with Graham on that one. So for his last one for now, I'll go with what's he reading at the moment, if anything. In terms of books, I have to say the best books I've read of late, one was probably a book called uh, The End Specialist by Drew uh, McGarry. That's a very interesting take on uh, what would happen if you, if people became immortal. Um, it's a fairly um, pessimistic look <laughs> at the way it could go, but it's a very intriguing read and it's, uh, it proposes some interesting questions. Um, I've, at the moment, I've also got. Uh, I've been recommended to what to read um, the Darth Plagueis novel, which I will get round to as soon as I can. Uh, I recently finished um, Uprooted by uh, uh, Naomi Novik, and that's an excellent read. Um, very fairy tale esque. She writes beautifully, and I would say that because I am an absolute total fanboy for her uh, Temeraire books which the last one comes out uh, fairly soon, so I'm on tenderhook waiting for League of Dragons to come out so I can finish the nine-book cycle that she has. Uh, I'm also very interested to see um, Peter Jackson bought the rights for that, so it'll be uh, very intriguing to see if he actually does anything with it. I mean, there's a lot of material in there, but it's an excellent read. worth your time if you are looking for uh, something to really get your teeth into. There we go, that's what he's reading at the moment. Yeah, has anybody else heard of any of those books? I know I haven't. <laughs> no, <laughs> <right> not. <laughs> I am not familiar with what's going on in the book industry right now. <laughs> I am very out of the loop right now. It's safe to say there's a lot, yeah. I'm intrigued by the Darth Plagueis thing, but I'm a bit put off by all the Star Wars EU stuff, so I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll read it. Especially love, if it's decanonized and doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I love Star Wars EU. I don't care what they say. I still love the post-original EU books with a passion. I don't like Force Awakens, but oh. I, I I miss the Solo Twins. I love the Solo Twins. I love Mara Jade. Chewbacca getting crushed by a moon. <laughs> what? It's all legends now. <laughs> I, I, I still love the legends. I'm not saying I don't like Force Awakens. I just like them. I like both. And Although I Rebels think, is starting to bring in a bit of the, the expanded universe stuff, isn't it? Yeah, as long as they don't decanonize Revan from Knights of the Old Republic, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, one of my cats, his name is Revan. That should tell you <laughs> more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> what, about the cat or about you? <laughs> Well, telling that, it's actually, I didn't name this cat, but I love the name of this cat, because it's so fitting. 
and it's it's Star Revan. Wars. It's Star. It, it's it's a good part of Star Wars, and yeah, I I, I love Knights of the Old Republic and the EU. It's amazing. EU meaning expanded universe, not uh, yeah. European Union. Although we also love the European <laughs> Union. <laughs> I'd hope so. I'm really happy that you said that because I feel like the worst geek because I was like, what the are they talking about? <laughs> I was like, I was like yeah, what? No, you weren't Maybe alone. You weren't alone. Version of Star yeah. Wars or something. I'll, I'll try and fill in any acronyms as they come. Okay, right, let's move on then to our final uh, live guest of the uh, podcast, and that's um, Aaron uh, Billingham. Hi there, Aaron. Now, uh, you write about um, TV, and uh, uh, so far on this site, you've reviewed um, Gotham and uh, Continuum. So um, why do you actually like those two programs so much? Continuum answered... Uh, a need for me to get some science fiction, I think. There's there's not much hard sci-fi out at the moment. And I know Continuum isn't hard sci-fi, but I think for a while it was it was all we had. Um, and Gotham, I think, I just remember the 90s Batman cartoon and how much I really loved that. And I know we're not really watching Batman, but we are kind of watching Batman with Gotham. So that, that hooked me in. Okay, and uh, I gather that you also like uh, Marvel movies and uh, quite a wide range of TV shows. So are there any of those that you'd uh, particularly like to review for the site in the future? I've got my eye on Dark Matter, actually, which is a a Canadian science fiction show that's had one series so far. Its second series is coming back this summer. It's... It's it's kind of a, it's a really weird one actually because it it reviews quite badly on the internet and I, I I understand why because its background is very weak it's it's not developed at all but the strange thing is and the reason I really like it is because the foreground is so good the main six characters and their interaction I think has been so interesting and they've dodged so many tropes that it seems really weird, actually, that such a, an underdeveloped background has such a well-developed foreground. And I, I wonder if they can do any any more of it. I, I hope they do. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Okay, and so what about uh, your all-time ever favourite movie? My all-time ever favourite movie? Yeah. That's, that's actually much harder. See, I'd actually picked a, an answer for, for 2015 onwards. Well, that'll do. Okay, well, that's good. So that, yeah, of course. I'll take that. I don't know if it would count as my all-time favourite ever, but l- last year, and I didn't see it at the time, and I really missed the party on it, but I've just joined in. Um, Inside Out, um, really loved that oh. film. Uh, for so film. many reasons, yeah. everybody else has loved it. I can't. I don't think I can bring anything amazing to it. But it was one of those ones where you were. I was glued to it for the for the whole time. And the magic of these shows when they can give you k- jokes for the kids and jokes for the adults as well. I mean, I almost died when the little guys and the long little long term memory guys said something like, "Oh yeah, we just throw this memory up to uh, to central control just for fun now and again," and it's. It's just one of those moments where you think, yes, that's exactly how my brain works. I get random <laughs> cracks sent up there all the time. The advertising jingle joke was, was brilliant, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that, that was. Really was. 
Um, the dental thing. Yeah. Yeah. Some uh, chewing gum, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple bent yep. gum. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, keep singing. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> we only saw this for the first time, I think, two weeks ago. And I have to be honest, I wasn't that enamoured by it. No. Why not? Do you know what I loved all the extras at the end, and actually this morning, Gus and I were singing along to the Lava song, because that is the best part <laughs> that ever came out of that movie. It is, like, beautiful. It is so beautiful. The short film in front of it. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, it for good. us, it was at the end of the movie, but the Lava bit, oh my god, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> there's part of the film, though, that I think really stands out for me is noticeable. Like there's, in kids' films, in, in having a character die is almost unheard of. Uh, I think it was actually the the Princess and the Frog that did it almost first for me, but the but the one in in Inside Out was actually quite moving because this character sacrifices himself for for yeah. the sake of the, the the heroine, and I've heard some of my well, I've heard other people talking about it, and they say it really hits their kids hard that this you know, because it's quite upsetting. I mean, it's upsetting enough as an adult, you know, when something has to die, but. The fact that they're giving that to kids as well, I found that a welcome addition to a kid's film. Not that I want them it's to be... It's not The uh, Lion King. They've been doing this for years. <laughs> oh my God, that We're destroyed me. Like, oh, like, come on. That's worse. That's I don't think that. I remember that well enough. Why don't I remember that? Uh, yeah, Disney have never been shy about killing a, a character. Yeah. It's usually a character's parent. Yeah. Like they're all orphans, or they've only got one parent, or something. Yeah. It's like, dying. what happened to this parent? Oh, they've been. Or like, when I <laughs> I work on like my own writings and all that. How about this person's parent? Oh, they've been. Should we Disney them, which basically kill them? It's always that it it, oh, it happened in the past. It's like a Bambi's supposed to be really upsetting. No, it's not. There's a noise in the background, and you don't really know what's going on. It's, it doesn't what? really you hit you. Serious? You do see Mufasa die, though. Yeah, that is tragic. It's honestly tragic. I have I forgotten. Think. I have forgotten Lion King. I will give you that. Yeah, yeah. because you have to push, you have to push well, your memory because it's so traumatic. Traumatic. Like, <laughs> oh my god. I will agree with you though. I think the way that the the imaginary friend character kind of uh, willfully uh, sacrifices himself was pretty pretty touching. But yeah, and it was good symbolism for growing up as well. Like she had to let go of um, you know, her imaginary friend so that she could function in this new place and and. You know, yeah. I did think they were going to bring him back at the end, though. I thought that they would <laughs> conjure up some magical way of, you know, bringing him back. Jogging her memory. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that maybe, was she, maybe she has a drawing or something, you know, there's a post credit <laughs> there's a hidden drawing in one of our old notebooks. Maybe the reason it actually affected me so much then was because I remember my mother telling me that I had an imaginary friend as a child, and I have no memory of this thing either. (laughs) It's really symbolic. (laughs) Isn't personal growth hard? (laughs) (laughs) To this day, I'm like, no, I I don't want to grow up. Well, not that I... I hate being an adult sometimes. <laughs> Long story short, I ever since I was a little kid, I've had the worst case of Peter Pan syndrome. <laughs> to this day, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to go file taxes. I want to stay home <laughs> and color in my fort. Well, that sounds great. I want to do that, too. Wouldn't it be great? But no, no, you have to, no. Eventually people start coming to you looking for money, and then, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that that really uh, lowered the uh, that lowered the enthusiasm of the entire podcast. Uh, no worries on that score. Um, right, Aaron. I mean, uh, so uh, you've written uh, several uh, reviews then on uh, Gotham and uh, Continuum. Which would you say was your uh, best review, and um, what makes you say that? I am going to pick Gotham season two, episode fourteen. This ball of mud and meanness. Um, and the reason for that is because to a certain extent during Gotham, I've always felt a bit of a fraud because I don't know Batman canon very well. Constantly throughout my reviews, I've had to go to the internet to find out what other people have noticed and they get all these Easter eggs. And I'm sitting there listening to Gwen talk about hers as well and she can provide this in-depth knowledge about the colouring of the art. And sometimes I hear that, I think, yeah, oh my God, I'm such a fraud. So, <laughs> but, with, but with this show, with that review, I actually realised that even though I don't know Batman very well, I knew the series very well. And finally I'd gotten to the point where I could actually comment on how the series stays consistent or doesn't stay consistent. And that whole long-running s- story is carrying on and I'm liking that or I'm not. And I think at that point, I felt like I was actually providing something useful to the readership. I like to think I was doing that beforehand, but I think it was at that point where I felt like I was. And that was a good moment. Right. I think just uh, carrying on then from that, what, in your view, makes a good review? I think you have to pick one thing. So there are lots of things that could make a good review, but you have to choose what yours is because you're never going to hit everything i think if you try you'll end up with this massive collection of words that's either too Mm. long or not meaningful so i'm for mine i'm picking story and character so i don't try and do batman lore i'm not trying to pick out the easter eggs i'm not talking about the direction i'm not talking about the production i do focus on the characters and the story i think because that's what interests me the most so you pick your one thing i reckon and then you run with that and you do have to have i think a good knowledge to back that up so in, in my case it's having knowledge of the whole series it's maybe that sounds a bit weak but but, but that's what i'm uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to focus on with that so i'm looking at the whole story arc for the whole series, how does that refer back to the previous series? How are the characters running together? Uh, and I think if you can do that one thing that you're bringing well, people hopefully will be able to read that and get something out of it. If they want to learn more about the thing that you're not doing, they need a different review. But I think that's just the way it is. I think, I think the Easter egg thing's an interesting point. I mean, like, obviously I review The Flash, Arrow, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, so my knowledge of these things is quite good but when sometimes the flash will chuck in a character or a reference that even i won't get and um, what? um yeah i know and uh, but i'll know by the way that they deliver the specific line that is supposed to be meaningful so i'll you know i'll look it up but my dc knowledge isn't as good as my marvel knowledge but uh, there was a character in agent carter season two the jason character had i had no idea that he was based on a marvel character because i'd never read the comic the one comic that he was in so um you know Everybody's going to miss Easter eggs because no one's read absolutely everything. Much as they'd like to pretend, much as they'd like to pretend they have. In some <laughs> cases. 
By the way, Craig, I want you to uh, know that I've taken notes from Aaron, so uh, that should help me a little bit. That's mm. good. Yeah, life <laughs> Yeah, there's you know there's almost 900 posts of content at the time of recording this to learn from. <laughs> to go back to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying I'm an expert or anything, but you know. We're all here to learn and have a good time, right? Exactly. That's all. Right? That's all we're here. Right, Aaron. Is there one uh, particular review that uh, maybe you haven't been uh, completely happy with when you uh, read it back? Uh, I think. I probably wouldn't be able to pick out one. Uh, well, you mean you could say about five or six? Yeah, there's like, <laughs> like most of them. Yeah, no, I think, I think. Unfortunately, I'd have to give the same um, uh, answer as, as Angus. The the early reviews that I did, I I actually joined this to order to practice writing because I'd not really had much practice at it before, and it's something I wanted to do better. So my early stuff where I found it much harder to link paragraphs together, to write a single piece. So, so my early reviews, I think I've got three separate parts that don't bless run you. together well. Yes, bless you, sorry. I'm just carrying on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Who cares about your health when I'm talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here nursing a cold, so we've got... Uh, we've I've got two. I know what happens. If you <laughs> Tonight we've you know. Tonight we've got two no-shows and a sick triceratops. Actually, to be fair, you promised me George Takai, Craig. You said you sounded exactly like him. I'm not hearing it. so I, want to I, hear d- I did earlier. It's oh, transitioned. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, sorry, Aaron. Yes, uh, uh, you were saying then about um, uh, how your reviews, I suppose, have changed then in the time that you've been uh, writing them. I think so. I find it easier now, and I'm certainly quicker now. Uh, and I used to have to structure so much before I could start writing because a thousand words to me felt like so much. It was just this massive piece. And I think it's because I never studied English. I never did any of the, the social sciences where you actually get to practice essay writing. You know, I studied maths and you did, uh, you, you didn't have to write it out. You just put the numbers down and never really had any practice at doing that writing. I think I feel now that I can put together a singular piece much more quickly and that's that's actually much more satisfying i think when you when you can look back at it like that yeah i mean as a writer i would certainly agree with that um i can sometimes um sit there and stare at the uh, computer screen and not have a uh, the faintest idea of what i actually want to write even though i know exactly what i want to say but uh, getting the words to flow can be quite difficult at times and uh, then others i can uh, sit there and um in half an hour i've got a a thousand words written. It's a uh, it's a weird art and craft, isn't it? It is. It's even more strange for the fact that being on a deadline is as much of a hindrance as it is a helper. I suppose I hate pressure. I cannot work under pressure. It makes me it makes me much more anxious. But the simple fact of the matter is, you've got one evening and you've got to get this out. So you sort of have to learn uh, to be able to to do that. Um, but I don't know, maybe, I hope that practice, of course, helps with that as well. Now a thousand words doesn't seem anywhere so intimidating, I don't think, anymore. I think, I think an important thing is to, is to look out for other people that do it and other people that do it well. And, you know, not steal from them as such, but um, sort of take note of how they do it and uh, 
and how they structure things, how they talk about things. Like, uh, you know, when I recruit people, I recommend they read IGN and AV Club because I do think their reviews are particularly good. And if I'm ever stuck for a starting point, I'll just go read theirs. And, you know, we're, excuse me, we've all watched the same thing, so we're going to hit the same plot points, and the, the opinions might, sh- might be the same. You know, they might be different, but seeing how they talk about it sometimes helps me. Do you know the one thing you helped me the most with when I started with this was um, your your comment, I want to hear your opinion, as in you don't need to write a factual review. I want You wanted to hear what I actually thought, and it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong because that's not, not actually possible, therefore, when yeah. it's your opinion. And that really helped me sit down and focus, especially with Gotham. I discovered that my style changed between Continuum and Gotham. Because yeah, I was writing Gotham, sli- I was writing Continuum slightly more analytically, but with Gotham, I'm now writing much more like I'm having a a conversation with with the reader, and I'm finding I'm not going into slang, but it's it's much more like chat. Yeah. I don't know if that's been a good style or a bad style, but it certainly happened. Yeah, I think I, I mean for me, I prefer doing it conversationally because then I don't have to sit and think about lots of big words. And I think if you start filling it with really flowery language, then you're gonna you're going to like put people off, you know. If if you start using big words, you you know you start you you're sort of trying to prove that you're smarter than your reader, which I don't think is a good way to come from. No, you know, using words like egregious every other paragraph doesn't really help anyone. Or milk toast. <laughs> milk toast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, not no, sure. I, if you're... Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, please. Okay. Well, I was going to say when it comes to me writing is I kind of take it the similar way I take my drawing. I have a rough outline in my mind, and I write out a rough outline. And then I use that outline to help me create the next part. So I go through, like, here's a really rough draft. Here's a more refined draft. Here's tweak that draft until I get, voila, what I want. Still, that's not perfect, but nothing is. Anyone's read mine, it's like stream of consciousness. So that's uh, the complete opposite of everyone else. So sorry, Greg. Well, I mean, that's just your style, but, you know, everything can be your thing. <laughs> everything. I agree know? with Aaron in, in saying that uh, when you come, when you realize the angle that you want to come at uh, a review with, it's it can be quite good. You know, you're watching the episode, and then it just kind of pings on in your mind. You're like, oh, yeah, I can, <laughs> I can use this angle instead of trying to think about too many, you know, like you said, Aaron, too many sort of uh, different parts of the yeah. direction or the... You know, what have you? Yeah, I don't yeah. know anything about direction, so I don't cover it. I know, I know what looks good as an action scene, but I don't know why it looks good as an action scene. I'm just, I'm content to say I like this. I knew what was going on, and it, it looked good. That's enough for me. <laughs> I also find that coming up with funny captions for the screenshots is good as well. <laughs> that is always fun. Although I may start doing this, you can tell me no, Craig. If, but I have this thing I love to Photoshop pictures and just like really do dumb stuff like take Batman and put like a really random video game character's hair on him. It's kind of like a <laughs> meme with some of my friends. It's like we take the Pokemon red and like the first ever Pokemon games rifle. We take his hair. We put it on a bunch of different things. It's just like it's not right until we put his hair on it. So I may start doing that in my reviews. I'll start putting really dumb photoshops because I think they're hilarious. You could do them side by side with the original image just to you know see what it used to be. That's true. Like. 
I'd be I'd be keen for that. That's fine by me. So now you'd like me to feature my art in there in my yeah. reviews as well. Right. Okay. Thanks. Um, right, Aaron. I think uh, just one final thing from you, and that's uh, your superpower, please. Oh, my superpower. Oh, your superpower. Slightly been dreading this one actually. No one's quite paying yet. So, so <laughs> I've actually, I actually had thoughts about strange superpower a few years ago i thought i don't have a superpower i want what would i want and then it occurred to me that every time i was standing in the lobby at work the lift was always there and i suddenly started to think what if that was my superpower to always have a lift available when i needed it (laughs) and it was a rubbish superpower but i thought if it was the only one on offer though if that was all you could have would you turn it down i thought well no no that's actually quite convenient so i'm not sure if that is my superpower but it's 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 the only thing that comes to mind at the moment i love it it's brilliant <laughs> i'm not sure there could be an entire comic book about it but you know no it'd be well, very maybe. dull no, like, he's the last guy the avengers call if you know if everyone else has been killed <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's the sort of superpower that would have its ups and downs, I'll grant you that. Oh, oh, very good. Oh. Oh. I thought Gwen was going to be the one with the terrible puns. <laughs> Actually, yeah, talking of uh, Graham, uh, should we go to um, uh, Graham's last three answers, uh, Craig? Yes, we should. Um, he actually has four. Four, okay. Fire away with four, yeah. Well, uh, that's obviously his uh, superpower. He gets an extra, uh, an extra answer, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, right, uh, his next one is the best and worst articles that he's written in his short time working for me. Best and worst articles, a bit of a difficult question, actually. Um, I think probably the one that uh, I, I'm still quite proud of is, is is the fifth wave in that it's the first one I had, I had uh, posted up and I feel that my natural sarcasm and nitpicking, which seems to amuse quite a lot of people, uh, comes through quite well in that. Um, probably the one that frustrates me the most was, uh, as Craig may understand, is the Huntsman Winter War, Winter's War one because I I can't hate it. I couldn't hate the film, and I don't think I managed to get across in the in, in the review just how frustrating that film was because it's it's not bad, it's just generic um, so did we had, Craig and I did have a bit of a discussion about what rating my the words that I used to describe it should give the film and we had to make a compromise because I, I didn't want it to be rated as highly as we ended up rating it but I understand why we did but Oh, it's, that film was just in, in the ways to describe it were so frustrating because of the, it's felt so disingenuous to really lay into it because it didn't really do anything particularly wrong. Well, apart from the, the Scottish accents in it, which were mind-blowingly awful, but bar that, it was okay. Um, other ones that I've done, it's been a little bit. Uh, Weird in that uh, there's been some reviews that I knew would split people because I mean uh, Zoolander and Grimsby were two films I kind of enjoyed, but I knew that they have they have a very targeted audience, and if you don't like the sort of thing that they are, no matter what I said about it, is not going to change your mind. And if you do like the what that the sort of thing they are, again you're going to like it no matter what I say. So 
they, they were a little bit of a shot in the dark, but they did give me an opportunity to vent about a few of the things that I'd thought about the movies and at least get them out there into the wide ether. There we go. That's um, He's got quite a lot of opinions about his own reviews, which is great. Um, and he'll probably write a lot more. Reviewing his own reviews. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that'll be the, the next thing. Reviewception. <laughs> A reviewing a review of a review of a review. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Yeah, that, that's terrifying. Oh, I know. <laughs> His next one is what features he might like to, to do. Um, and the one after that, I'll just play right after, is what, what we as a entity might, <coughs> excuse me, might want to cover, which I think would be a discussion we could all have, actually. I wouldn't mind doing the odd occasional... Uh review during the summer months, even looking back at some of the stuff that has been uh, looked at already by the blog um, it would be kind of interesting to just to do a sort of head-to-head review possibly with, with some of the ones that are up already, like I know that uh, some of the reviews for for instance The Revenant and uh, Batman vs Superman are entirely different to the my personal opinion on those films, but I would truly expect that because that diversity is what makes life so interesting but it could be kind of interesting for for uh, the readers to see uh, a little bit of a head to head view of some of the stuff also some possibly doing some stuff for uh, classic films doing some reviews or some breakdowns of the things that people have grown to love over the years or things that we should that we do believe should be uh, looked at as modern classics or unsung films or TV shows that haven't really uh, got the kudos that they deserved that could be quite good fun actually Okay, and I'll just go right into the next one In future, to be honest, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing at the moment I mean, as I said earlier, it's it's nice to go and see stuff that you wouldn't necessarily normally go and see and I'll fully give credit to the uh, folks I go to and I th- go to cinema with on a Thursday we we will go and watch pretty much anything because when you go and see a couple of films a week, it's quite easy, especially in the quieter months, to run out of anything to watch. So you will watch whatever whatever's out, out in the cinema. Um, does broaden your horizon somewhat? Okay, well, I'll move on to Superpower One before we just you know chat about what he said. Uh, the silence will say that. I'll just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I put a bit of thought into the question that. Craig posed about what superpower you want and why. Um, first instinct's always been to go for flying because, you know, it's just so freeing and I've been lucky enough to uh, experience that a couple of times in my life, so I would really love to do that. And then it occurred to me that, do you know what? Metamorphosis is the way forward. If you can take the fo- any form you like, then you can be a dragon. And why the hell wouldn't you want to be a dragon? You get to fly, and you get to eat anybody who annoys you. And I do love barbecue, so I think that's me sorted. Metamorphosis it has to be. Oh, I love it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I need to ask him about his experience of actually flying. Yeah, I was intrigued by that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I think uh, I think the whole head-to-head idea is quite interesting. I've done, I've done two of those, sort of, where I compared... Um, the old Superman movies with Man of Steel, and most recently, shameless plug, did the uh, Spider-Man one compared 
Andrew Garfield to Tobey Maguire. And I thought he meant head to head, as in Craig does a review, he does a review, and then you put them up against each other. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's that's probably what I meant. I mean, in terms of yes. uh, yeah, I think it could be interesting. Also, we should totally do like old school reviews. I think because I think reviewing things from like the original Bewitched TV series, which I've seen every single episode of, by the way. Sure. Um, if that was reviewed now, that'd be pretty cool. But you could do that with anything. You've done some throwback stuff, haven't you, Craig? Yeah, here and there. Yeah, it's something Maybe. I'd like to do more of, but I never get around to it. Um, Maybe we should do like one like throwback thursday reviews where you like do like a throwback review on thursdays because throwback thursday yeah but (laughs) in the title (laughs) my my thursdays are busy enough usually (laughs) um i think throwbacks are are a good idea and uh i don't know if we could maybe do it once a month or something we all take turns doing a yeah it sounds good and we've all we've all yeah is there room for a, a slight spin on it? I wonder that I do know that the the internet loves extremes, and I was <laughs> wondering about instead of instead of a review, to maybe to try and prompt discussion, you could go with something a bit more extreme. That is the reason I love or the reason I hate. So you don't necessarily review it completely, but you put something out there that somebody might want to comment on. Yeah. Can we just do? It? Can we just do it all? <laughs> well, I think I think there's scope to do everything. Um, I mean, there's and world cinema, <laughs> but the, for more well, Bollywood, yeah. <laughs> well, not just Bollywood, you know, world cinema, world TV shows. Who's been doing any foreign TV shows? Um, nobody, I suppose. This is outrageous. <laughs> uh, do, do 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 Japanese count? That's well, fine, yes, yeah. Here we go, I like foreign TV shows. <laughs> well, yeah. Glenn, if you watch Doctor Who, that counts as a foreign TV show. That's For true. me, it does. <laughs> <laughs> foreign language TV show, how about that? Foreign language TV show, uh, I like to watch animes that are not in, well, not all of them are in English. English is preferred, but I'll do with subtitles. Yeah, subtitles are good. I mean, I do think mm-hmm. the, the more content, the better, you know, and um, I don't think there's any limit to what can be covered. Uh, I have real trouble with subtitles, so I probably won't ever do a, a foreign language film or a foreign language TV have show. Have you ever, do you ever watch a foreign language movie? Yeah, I have tried. Yeah, I tried to watch The Raid because everyone was raving about it, but I didn't get very far into it. Oh, oh Craig! <laughs> it's just oh, I can't read and watch cool it. Movie you're missing out on. I can't read and watch at the same time. You have, so, to, uh, you have to develop that. You have to try harder. That's what I think. One of the reasons I am so well, one of my favorite anime is called Case Closed, and they stopped making it in. They stopped doing the English dub, so I had to switch into the Japanese subs. And if I'm going to review, I have to watch it twice. One to get a better glimpse of the art, and second time to get you know a better with the subtitles and everything. Do they not or do rewind. Any fun, do they not do any fan subtitles like they do with Sonic? With uh, Sonic cartoons, fans do their own subtitles because apparently the translations are so rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> yeah. I... Sonic fans, apparently. Sonic fans are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Though that, that whole fandom is just... It's interesting. 
Uh, uh, please, uh, yeah, please. Any Sonic fans listening, do not take offense. <laughs> we love Sonic fans. It's okay <laughs> if you if you love if you're the Sonic fandom. It's okay. I think all fandoms in are crazy in their own right. <laughs> I mean, I'm a crazy Pokemon fan, and I I have no shame. I've I've caught them all. Surely nothing beats Bronyism, anyway. <laughs> oh, that's true. Right, okay. Um, is there anything else that anybody wants to say on any of the uh, topics? Um, only that I chose the best superpower. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, everyone else. I completely <laughs> agree I'm, over mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking thinking how, you know, we're going to be adding new material to the yeah. website with different types of reviews. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm excited to constantly grow it, you know, the more content, the better, and I think there's an audience for everything, we just have to find it, that's the hardest Hollywood. part, you know, getting, getting people to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, okay, yeah, well, In terms of my superpower, um, yeah. I'm glad no one picked it, and it's quite an obvious, perhaps boring one, yeah, I would go with, um, I'd go with super speed, because, you know, then I'd never miss the bus again. <laughs> You wouldn't need, need the bus. I'd be fast. You could never miss the bus. You could transform into a bus. Oh, you could no. do anything. I'd be fast, but I'd still be lazy. I also hate how long it takes to walk anywhere, so uh, getting there in an instant would be great. <laughs> right. Okay, Craig. Uh, well, I hope that uh, you've enjoyed listening to the views of the uh, contributors. I mean, uh, certainly it's been an, an absolutely uh, fascinating hour and a half for me, and uh, I hope that it has for everybody else. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed hearing everybody chat about, and we've got a lot of great ideas that we can all talk about next. And uh, I think this has gone well enough to maybe start a more regular monthly-ish podcast. Yeah, and maybe someone can ask me what my favourite or current book is that I'm reading because no one asked me that question everyone else got asked <laughs> oh go on then, go on then. I'll ask it now <laughs> thanks <laughs> this well, answer better be good it's not even good it's not even good I'm reading like three books at the moment oh. but two of them are Murakami and one of them's Neil Gaiman so just throwing that out there well that's kind of nerdy Neil Gaiman well yeah, but I thought you were going to say that about Murakami, because he's awesome. I don't know who that is. Oh, my God! <laughs> right, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on that note, I think that uh, we're all talk- talked out now. So uh, we're just about an hour and a half into the uh, chat. So um, I'd like to say uh, thank you to all our contributors today. Uh, thank you to, to Craig. And um, also, Craig, uh, many thanks indeed uh, for asking me to, to host um, what uh, hopefully then, by the sound of it, is going to be uh, the first of your uh, podcasts. It'll be good to think that, uh, um, that podcasts could become a, a regular feature of the uh, website. And, um, uh, and above all, I'd like to, to thank you. Yes, that's you. Thank you for listening to us. So, uh, from everyone here, including me, Bye. Stuart Bates, uh, uh, goodbye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.